I've tried everything. There must be something wrong with me. I simply don't know how to heal. Sound like words that you have spoken before? These statements are all limited beliefs. These can be powerfully helpful or powerfully dangerous when it comes to your healing. In the case of these three beliefs that I just said, they are greatly impacting your healing. If you don't debunk them, you are setting yourself up for never getting well. In today's episode, I will take you on a deep dive into your limited beliefs around healing. I will give you the top limiting beliefs that I hear from students, how you can identify your own, and get rid of them so you can move forward with your healing. Are you ready to stop the overwhelm and frustration and instead simplify your healing? I'm Jenny Peterson, a chronic illness coach who helps those with chronic illness identify and release the unconscious patterns that are blocking their healing. That's right, I take out all the fluff, the supplements, the diets, the detoxes, and teach you how to heal just using your mind. I never said that it's easy, but it can be simple. If you're serious about getting back your life and health, it's time to put focus on the one area that will help you get there, your own mind. This episode is sponsored by the Mind Body Rewire program, a coaching program I designed that teaches those with chronic conditions how to heal their body using their mind. This step-by-step program teaches you how to identify and rewire the old subconscious patterns connected to your symptoms so your body can finally complete the healing phase. You learn why your body is doing what it's doing and how to trust it rather than fear it. If you're ready to dive into the patterns that are wrecking havoc on your life and health, schedule a free 30-minute health breakthrough call with me today. Everyone that comes into the MBR program wants to jump into the goodies right away. They want to get right into the work around their symptoms so they can get well fast. Granted, I understand that desire, but as a coach and someone that has experienced healing, I know that there is some prep work that needs to be done before jumping into that work. There are some mind shifts that need to happen along with a few other foundational things in order for the work around the symptoms to stick. We don't want to put the cart before the horse. Now, one of the mind shifts is limited beliefs around healing. Now, if you don't know what limited beliefs are, I'm going to just give you a short explanation because honestly, it doesn't need a long one. All right, so limited beliefs are simply thoughts that constrain us in some way, which we believe to be absolutely true, so we don't challenge them. A limited belief, for example, might be, I can't dance. This limited belief may have been based on the attempt at dancing in a school play when you were seven. Perhaps you didn't understand the steps or felt a lack of coordination. A teacher, student, or parent may have said to you something after the event that perhaps dancing wasn't for you, and so that belief system stuck. Now, if we were to go back to that situation with a new attitude, it is clear that all the variables in that situation were not explored. What if the child had proper lessons with the patient teacher? What if they would have practiced their moves for weeks before that performance? If the child had tried other options, there is a much higher likelihood of success. The limited beliefs, however, had prevented that person from ever trying it again. So now I do want to talk about the difference between a limited belief and a core belief. Limited beliefs can be about anything. Other people, the world, food, your illness, etc., They put a ceiling on your ability to shift your thinking in whatever area they are connected to. 
Now, core beliefs, though, are much different. Core beliefs are the deepest values and most central ideas you hold on to about yourself. In fact, they are so deep that most people are vaguely aware of them and definitely don't share them with anyone else. Core beliefs are developed early on in childhood, and as you grew up, you learned these beliefs about yourself and your world. At that time, they helped you get through your tough situations. But today, I am only covering the limited beliefs. Core beliefs is another show, but I just wanted to have you know that there is a difference between the two. Now, let's look at the effects of limited beliefs. Because limited beliefs create a cloud over our perceptions, and as they state, they limit our efforts and success. They keep our minds closed off from possibilities when we choose to not challenge them. They could keep you from making good choices, taking new opportunities, reaching your highest potential, and yes, even healing. Ultimately, limited beliefs can keep you stuck in a negative state of mind and hinder you from living the life you truly desire. So let's talk about the most common limited beliefs that I hear from people when it comes to their healing, and I'm also going to debunk them along the way. Number one, my body is broken. There is something wrong with me. Now, this belief comes from when we have tried so desperately to heal, done all the things, and we don't get results. So because we have done all this stuff and haven't healed, we think that our body is broken or simply doesn't have the ability to heal. Now let's take a look at the proof that this isn't true. Your body was designed for survival. Just because you have symptoms doesn't mean that you are broken. It means that your body isn't ready to heal right now because it feels like something is threatening its survival. When you resolve the threat in your mind, the body will no longer be getting that signal of feeling under attack, and then it will be able to fully heal. Another way to prove that your body is not broken is by watching a cut or a bruise heal. Seeing the process that your body goes through to heal a cut or bruise is proof that you are not broken. The natural healing ability of your body to heal these things is no different than the healing of any other part of your body. Just by learning about German New Medicine and the two phases, this belief can easily be challenged, which if you haven't listened to episodes number three or 16 yet, then those would be the ones I recommend to listen to, to debunk this belief that you're broken. All right, number two, I have blank because it's in my family whatever you want to fill that in with, okay? So this is a belief that often gets passed down in families. You hear it often from when you are little, maybe hearing mom say, just you wait, you're going to have it too. Everyone in the family has it. Or you go to the doctor and they ask your family history and imply that because mom had diabetes that you are likely to have it too. Well, let's debunk this belief because there is proof that this isn't true. Now, this belief was considered fact until the study of epigenetics proved otherwise. Although genes may make you vulnerable to certain situations or certain conditions, they do not destine you to a specific illness. Unless you are in the 5% of the population with a heritable disease like sickle cell anemia, your lifestyle and mindset is much higher predictor of risk than your genes. What really gets passed down from one generation to another is thinking patterns, beliefs, fears, and behaviors. If you want to prevent getting something that is in your family, shifting these areas is a sure way to do it. 
This puts you in control of whether you truly get passed on something or not. Belief number three, what I have is incurable. Another one that stems from the medical world. Type in any disease in Google in any medical medical site will tell you that pretty much every disease is incurable. When you hear this information from your doctor or see it on the web and you decide to believe it, this belief sets you up for feeling hopeless and a victim to your situation. When your disease is pronounced incurable, you are either sent home to live with it or to get your affairs in order before you're impeding death. Incurable means that conventional medicine does not have any more interventions to cure your disease. Therefore, you are deemed hopeless. Well, just being told that your disease is incurable is enough to cause a conflict within the psyche. Now, let's debunk this belief. Who is the owner of the belief that what you have is incurable? The person that told you that belief is the one that owns that belief. There is plenty of proof out there to find those that have healed from what you have. It's those proofs that you want to keep your focus on because it doesn't support that belief to be 100% true. You get to decide whose bag of shit you want to hold on to. That's the way I look at it. If I'm taking on someone else's beliefs, I'm taking on their bag of shit. And if it's a good bag of shit, it's a good thing for me. (laughs) But bags of shit typically aren't good. So these beliefs that you're hearing from other people, you get to decide, is that my belief too? Now, perhaps a more true statement should be something like, I don't know how to heal this illness yet, but I know that it's possible. All right, belief number four, I'll never get better in the environment that I'm in. Now, I hear this belief from two different areas, the world of mold illness and those that are in a home environment that may be triggering them or causing more trauma. Now, the discussion about mold illness is a whole nother episode, but I will say this. You can heal despite being around mold. I will explain this simply. When someone has been led to believe that they need to be in fear of mold, they look for it everywhere. That in itself is toxic and keeps the body in the conflict phase. Your body's response to mold has nothing to do with mold. It has to do with the nervous system. So when you address the subconscious connections to mold, Issues with mold stop. So you don't need to live in a tent or in a brand new apartment to heal. As far as living in an environment that you experience trauma or triggers regularly, you still can heal, but it will require a lot of discipline and support. In fact, your triggers can be your biggest healers. We have had several people heal in a triggering environment while in the NBR program, so I know it's possible. Number five, I don't need help to heal. This limited belief comes from those that typically want to DIY their healing. They may have had bad experiences with practitioners and have given up asking for help. Have other beliefs maybe connected to why they feel that they don't need help, like healing is too expensive or no one can do it like I can. There also may be underlying fears connected to this, like the fear of change or fear of addressing past experiences that were painful or fear of putting all their shit out on the table. So underlying this, I don't need help to heal, there's could be other beliefs and fears that are also connected to it. So let's look at this proof that this belief that you don't need help to heal isn't true. While I am all for someone wanting to be their own healer, because ultimately only you can heal yourself, you are limiting your healing by not getting help. First of all, you will spend way too much time and money trying to figure it out all on your own when there are proven methods that work. 
I have been a big fan of coaching for over 15 years because my time is valuable. I don't want to waste it on trying to figure things out that someone already has learned and can pass on to me. Second, when you don't have someone that is trained from the outside to help you identify your old patterns and programs, you will miss out on major key factors for your healing. You can't see your own shit, but a coach can. You have been you for as long as you have been alive. Your patterns are so automatic that you can't consciously see them. Even though your problems may feel like they are in the present, they really stem from the past. And unraveling who you are takes time and requires an outside view to see things you would never see on your own. I know that this is true not only from my own healing journey, but the many students that we have had go through the MBR program. So many people tell us that they have tried healing themselves for years, and once we help them identify their patterns and programs, they always say, I would have never found that on my own. Number six, I don't deserve to heal. Beliefs about health have to do with feelings of deserving and being worthy. They are common and show up in a lot of ways. You may feel unworthy or undeserving of good relationships, enough money, love, health, happiness, etc. Perhaps you see your illness as some kind of punishment or karma. Chances are if you feel that way in one area of your life, it's spilling over into others. Guilt, shame, blame, and low self-esteem are indicators of this limiting belief. Regardless of why you consider yourself undeserving, it is possible to develop feelings of worth. Everyone is worthy of healing, no matter what their past looks like. Number seven, it is not safe for me to get well. This limiting belief about health and healing may sound silly, but it is quite widespread. Your subconscious perceives change as a threat to your safety. It takes a lot of self-awareness and honesty to figure this programming out. You may have viable reasons to want to hold on to an illness or disability, You may get extra attention, disability checks, a ready excuse to say no, days off, fewer responsibilities. This is just to name a few. Having to give up these perks in exchange for getting well can feel like a real threat to your subconscious mind, as well as the secondary gains you are aware of and don't want to lose. This belief about health and healing can create an internal conflict between your desire to get well and your desire to not give up what you have gained by your condition. With the right work, though, around this belief, moving forward with your healing can feel safe. Number eight, I don't have time for healing work. On the surface, this belief may seem that it comes from those that have a busy schedule or think that healing takes hours in a day, but it's really about something much deeper than time. It has everything to do with the belief of I'm not important. Those that have this belief are often overachievers, sometimes workaholics. At a young age, they learned that achieving was a way to get love or attention. Or if you were taught that your needs were a burden and you had to deny them in order to survive, then self-care, taking care of you, will feel like a threat to your nervous system. So it's not about time. It's about giving yourself permission to love and care for yourself. Anything that matters to you, you find time for. That needs to include you, even if that feels uncomfortable at first. All right, so I am sure that you're able to resonate with a couple of these beliefs. If not, that's okay too. Regardless of the limited beliefs that I just went through, if they're yours or not, you want to identify the beliefs that are getting in the way of your healing. 
And to do that, you just need to answer this statement. I can't heal because. I want you to actually write, I can't heal because on a piece of paper, write it down and ask this question to yourself and then just start writing. It doesn't need to make sense. Just put whatever comes to your mind on the paper that comes when you ask yourself this question. Write until you have nothing left to write. Then ask yourself the question again. I can't heal because. See if more comes up and if so, write it down. You might be tempted to not put certain things down or when something comes up that you feel isn't true, but those are actually answers from the subconscious and you don't want to ignore those answers. No matter what silly answers come up, write it down. And when done, whatever's on the paper will be your limited beliefs around healing. Then your next step is debunking them. So how do you debunk your own limiting beliefs? Well, you kind of heard what I did already to debunk the ones we went through. The goal is to challenge them and really see that they are not 100% true. It's about recognizing what you are telling yourself is not true. When you start writing down your limited beliefs, it can be a real eye-opener. For many people, that's all it takes for positive changes to start to take place. But there are some questions that you can ask yourself to help debunk them. Here they are. First one, does this belief belong to me or someone else? This question alone can be a game changer. When you realize that it's someone else's belief, someone else's bag of shit that they are giving you, you can immediately make a choice to let it go. Number two, do I think that this belief is true beyond the shadow of a doubt? Like it has to be true beyond, like to the T, you know for sure that it can't be debunked at all. That's a great question to ask because it's always gonna leave you thinking, hmm, this isn't 100% true beyond the shadow of doubt. Number three, is this belief the most useful one for me right now? When we realize that a belief isn't useful for us because we've written it down, we've acknowledged it, we've you know brought that awareness to it, we now have to make a conscious choice of either saying, I'm going to keep this or not. And, and that's something that awareness and consciousness brings to the table here is that when we're able to recognize this stuff, we can't go backwards. We can't go backwards once we've acknowledged and brought this stuff to the surface because it's there. You can't like delete it and say that you've never seen it. <laughs> so when you put this in front of you in this belief, you are the one that gets to say, is it useful for me to continue believing this or not? Now, what price, number four, what price am I going to pay if I continue to believe this? You know, is it go- the price that you're going to pay is that you're not going to heal, that you're going to stay stuck? Um, that you're not going to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. When you notice that answer and see what answer you write down to that question, you then have to make a choice to say, is it worth me continuing to believe this? Because this is the price I'm going to pay if I do. All right, number five, how could it change my life if I did not believe this? Again, very similar to the price I'm going to pay, but how would it change my life if I didn't believe this? So if I didn't believe that I can't heal and I believe that I could heal, How would that change things? How would it shift things? Would I feel differently? Would I be more motivated to do or finding help to heal? Completely shifts things when you shift how you say something. Just simply changing around a couple words in a statement will greatly change the meaning to it as well. I can't heal versus I can heal. Complete different shift and energy behind that. Number six, the last question, what other belief could I adopt that would be more powerful in helping me attain my healing goals? So basically, you know, you're going to look at what is the belief that you have written there and what is a belief opposite of that? 
that I could adopt that would be more powerful. And like I said, just the example of I can't heal versus I can heal. Two different feelings behind that. I can't heal feels hopeless, powerless, stuck, you know, not able to move. And I can heal is I'm moving forward. This is going to happen. I'm motivated to, to do the work and to heal and know that I'm capable of it. And I trust in my body just by simply shifting to a different belief that you can adopt that is opposite of the one that you have will help you move forward. So sometimes these questions are enough. Other times a belief can be very strong with lots of neural connections in the brain and more work is necessary to clean it up. That's where coaching comes in though, to find all those connections. So the question is this, do limited beliefs really affect your ability to get well and stay well? And the answer is yes. If those beliefs are part of your subconscious programming, it is a big yes. We have beliefs about health and every aspect of ourselves, our lives, our world, and others that we can never imagine. Most beliefs or subconscious programs operate below your level of awareness. Most people are walking around with very low levels of awareness. Doing this work brings your awareness up much higher. It builds that awareness muscle. And as we have that awareness muscle strengthened, we're able to identify these programs and beliefs. So the fears and the fixed mindset beliefs about health, the relationships, the finances, and possibilities keep you from manifesting that well-being and life that you desire. And until you bring these to the light, you may not even be aware that they are driving your thoughts, choices, and actions. But regardless of what your particular limiting belief is, the source of its power over you lies in your mind. And thankfully, you can change your mind. Disordered beliefs and misunderstandings can be overcome. Our minds can be mastered and we can be free. We change our reality when we change our beliefs. Beliefs are choices. The kind of life you live will depend on the sort of world you believe it to be. And once you open yourself to learn about a new reality, you will be able to attract all circumstances to experience this new reality. Just remember, nothing has meaning in life except the meaning that you give it. Well, that concludes this episode, my friends. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe if you haven't already so you can be notified when new episodes are available. And don't forget to share this episode or pass it on to others that would benefit from it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.